the training today, uh, who's this for fits? This is not training necessarily, though it's not bad information for somebody that's not licensed yet. This won't affect you uh, in getting your license. It's not a, it's not going to mess you up on a test question. Uh, so I think it's good for you to learn as well. Uh, but it's, it's not specifically for that person. It's not necessarily specifically for the person that's been here 19 years. This training seven touches to me is um, ideal. It, it's for everybody, but it's ideal. The target market would be uh, people who have started writing business. Maybe you're 30, 60 days into writing business. Uh, <clears throat> and this is when you need to start learning this. If you, let me be really clear. If you have not started making dials yet, if you have not booked appointments yet, don't worry about applying what you're learning here today. You need to get good on the script, get good at the presentation for the sales presentation, make a sale. And then we'll start learning this. Okay. But don't hang up either. Cause this is also good for you to go ahead and start learning seven touches. Just jump right into it. We'll start with placement, the term placement, uh, how much of your submitted business gets issued and makes it through the free look period. That's what they call placed business. How much of your submitted business gets issued and makes it through the free look uh, period. That percentage is your placement. Let me give you an example. Uh, you have 10 submitted cases uh, eight of those get issued and placed. The insurance company approved them and they made it outside the 30-day free look period. Uh, that's an 80% placement. Insurance companies love you when you have an 80% placement. Trust me, they're, they're a fan of that. Um, most products are priced for a 75% placement, meaning most of the products that we're selling, the insurance companies priced it for a 75% placement. If you go as low as 70% placement, no insurance company is really going to be upset about you having a 70% placement. Okay. So that's, but that's the minimal threshold. Everybody wants to know the minimums. hundred uh, percent is typically unrealistic. Uh, 70% is the minimum. So somewhere in there, if you're in there, insurance companies are happy to do business with you. If you're lower than that, they don't like you very much. Persistency. How much of your placed business stays in the books for three months, six months, nine months, and 13 months. That percentage is called persistency. So, um, Insurance companies look at your persistency in terms of how much of your business that got issued is still here in three months. How much of your business that got issued is still here in six, still here in nine, still here in 13 months. How much of that is, is still around? I would say don't, don't worry too much about the three, six, and nine months. You need to be focused on the 13 months, right? 13 months. You want to keep your business from application and issue all the way to 13 months. You want to keep that around that long. The insurance companies, if you have a good uh, persistency, insurance companies love you. So here's an example. On the previous slide, you got eight pieces of business, eight applications, eight policies placed. All right. Six are still in the books in 13 months. That's a 75% 13-month placement. Do insurance companies love that? Yes, they do very much so. Uh, very, very much so. Insurance companies expect another 20% to drop off the books in the first year. Uh, so they do expect more than half of your business to still be here in the first year. But but where people get into trouble is their placement is 55%. <laughs> Insurance companies go, ooh, no, uh, that's 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 not good. Uh, we can't have that. Or, or maybe um, uh, it's a sign of you maybe doing some underhanded things if your persistency isn't very good. Maybe you're churning business. And uh, that's, of course, against the law. Uh, and so they uh, they pay attention to that as well. 
Well, here, here's the litmus test as far as how you're doing. The litmus test, a little litmus paper you, you put into a, a solution to see if it's acidic or basic. Um, sorry, this is this is back to the uh, back to my chemistry major that I failed. So uh, the litmus test, it's, it's really when a client cancels their policy, do they call you or do they call the company? How do you find out? When, when, a, when a client... Um, when a client needs to change their beneficiary, when a client needs to increase or decrease their coverage, when a client needs to make any changes to their policy, how do you find out that they need to make changes? Because that'll tell you how good a job you're doing with the seven touches. If they're calling you, you're doing a great job. If they're calling the insurance company, we need to get better. Uh, because, uh, because the customer service rep getting paid $13.50 an hour is, is going to be the one keeping your business on the books. Oof, let's hope it works. Okay. So how do you find out my story? I, uh, so those who don't know in 1999, I started selling insurance two months later, my wife of one year, Heather, she's now my wife of 25 years, but Heather and I decided to, uh, with some, some counsel, we decided to pick up and move from Burlington, North Carolina, actually Gibsonville, North Carolina, for those who know where that is, uh, we moved from there to Dallas, Texas to build an agency. I didn't know anybody here. My wife uh, got a job transfer. So her, her job transferred her here. And uh, I've always been a lifelong Cowboys fan uh, for good or for, for worse. Uh, and, um, and I saw, had seen the TV show Dallas. That was pretty much the extent of my uh, knowledge of Dallas. Didn't know anybody here, no friends. Six months after making that move, that was Thanksgiving of 99, just celebrated that. Uh, six months later, I got a letter from the only insurance company that we had at the time, F and G. And they said, uh, yeah, your, um, your placement sucks. And we're going to terminate you in 90 days. If you don't improve the numbers, <laughs> I remember calling up Andy. I was like, what, what is placement? He said, I don't know. A bunch of us got these letters, man. Uh, <laughs> we didn't even know what placement was. There was no chance we were going to have a good one. Uh, and so what I did was I, um, I took it upon myself to say, you know what? I own my business. I'm not waiting for somebody else to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to not be on probation. <clears throat> and so the seven touches is the system that I, I didn't learn it from anybody. It's pieced together from things I got from people who are really good in this industry. Uh, and and I, I was very intentional about reaching out to people and, and making friends and learning from them. Now, people want to fast forward and say, well, did you get terminated? Yeah, I did. This is all a dream. None of us are here. Uh, no, I didn't get terminated. The end of the story is uh, it worked out. You know, I got my numbers up. I was able to uh, to get off of probation. And of course, the end of the agency has thrived since. So this is the system. I call it seven touches. And um, really, the name Seven Touches came from Joanne Paddock. Uh, Joanne, a lot of you guys know Joanne, who've been here for a minute. Uh, she was our very first full-time employee that we hired. Uh, we hired Joanne part-time in the summer of 03. Uh, she came on full-time in uh, like January, February of 04. Uh, and uh, she just, just retired in the last couple of years, but she still comes to staff lunch once a month. Uh, but she and her late husband, Pat, were ministers. And uh, they specifically worked in singles ministry. And one of the things they came up with was this concept that, you know, new guests need to be touched seven times to really stack the deck in the favor of that new guest becoming a member. 
And so her example was, you know, they, they, they come to their very first singles event and we make sure to, you know, shake their hand and give them a hug and get to know them a little bit and get their name and number and address or email address. And then afterwards, we may send them a letter, may send them an email, we may send them a, a, a little calendar of events. I'm not going to get into the whole singles ministry touches, but that's that they were just constantly trying to reach out and be in touch with that person. So I didn't have a name for the system that I built for me. So I said, let's just call it seven touches. There we go. That's where the name came from. I believe in continually giving credit where it's due. But here's how it works. This process is going to help you put more business in place and keep it in place. It's going to help you reduce the amount of time dedicated to personal production, which frees up time to do whatever the heck you want to do. Uh, I mean, if you can make you know, quarter million a year in 40 hours a week, that's pretty good. If you could do it in 20 hours a week, that's even better, right? And that extra 20 hours, you can do whatever the heck you want. You could build a business or uh, you could join a wine club. You could go backpacking. You know, all, there's all kinds of freedom stuff you can do when you free up time. Uh, this process is also going to increase the number of referrals, which will reduce your lead bill and overall cost per sale because you're making sales on clients that uh, you didn't have to pay for. And, uh, and that's a big deal. So ultimately, this is going to make you more profitable. Everybody okay with that? If you're not okay with being profitable, hang up now because I talk a lot about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't care how much you make. I care how much you keep. That is the real, I always say your gross income is what you impress your neighbor with. Your net income is what you impress your spouse with. And it's been my experience. I'm more interested in impressing my spouse than I am my neighbor. So let's talk about the profit. Seven touches. I'm going to go through it. The idea is we're staying in touch with our client. And so that first touch happens when you make the phone call to book an appointment. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people stop there. I mean, maybe you made the phone call to book the appointment. You go straight into a virtual presentation. You make the sale. This may be the only touch that probably 90% of our agents actually make with that client. That's sad. You're not going to have good placement. You're not going to have good persistency. The more touches you have, the more in touch you are with that client, the more likely it is their business will get issued and stay in place. And that means long-term money for you. It's a big deal. So what's the second touch? Well, it's running the appointment. Now, this has shifted a bit over year, over the years as, we, as we've done virtual. And when I first learned this program, it was all paper applications. We didn't have any electronic applications. But um, when you're running there's the appointment, there's some things you can do that will increase your placement, increase your persistency. Uh, and so I'll, I'll give you them in sub, sub points here. Point A there, uh, run the appointment, letter A, give them a chance to back out. When you've made the sale, give them a chance to back out. Now, back in the day when I had paper apps, maybe you still, you know, write with paper apps. I don't think they are completely disappeared. But uh, when I would write with a paper app, I'd get the application all filled out. I would slide the app across the table to the client and say, now, listen, if you're not satisfied with this in every way, the amount of coverage, the duration of coverage, the cost, if you're not satisfied with it in every way, we just need to tear this up now and start over or maybe just, just do nothing at all. So what I need you to do is if you aren't satisfied, I just want you to tear up that application. If you are satisfied, I'd like for you to slide the application back over to me. Now, obviously you're not going to hand them your iPad and have them, you know, trash your iPad on the electronic application. Uh, but you get the thought here, the process here. I want them to actually take ownership over this purchase and push that back to me saying, yes, I am happy with it. 
And I'll let them know right then. If you're not happy with this, there are a few things that we can do to adjust it. We can shorten the amount of time that you're covered. We can lower the amount of benefit that, that you that you get, that your client, your, your beneficiary will get or your daughter will get when you die. Uh, we can take off some of those bells and whistles. You see how I did the hand motions? That's what I was taught 20 plus years ago when I was putting this system together. We can shorten the amount of time. We can lower the amount of coverage. We can take off some of the bells and whistles. <laughs> I hadn't even practiced this in years. And it's like, that's still the hand motions. You got to give them a chance to back out because now they've they've bought it. They weren't sold this policy. They bought the policy and people take ownership over the things they buy. Number two in running the appointment, nip the replacements in the bud. Nip them in the bud. I say that and I, my inner Barney Fife comes out for those who watched uh, Andy uh, uh, Taylor and the uh, Mayberry. Um, Andy Griffith is, <laughs> uh, I was Andy Taylor, I don't know where Andy Taylor came from. Andy Griffith and Mayberry. Uh, yeah, nip it in the bud. That was, that was Barney Fife. So <clears throat> here's nipping replacements in the bud. A lot of new agents come on board. They want business cards. I didn't have business cards for like the first four years I was in business. Um, what I used was the free folders that the client, the, uh, the insurance companies give us. And I would just write inside of that. This is nipping the replacements in the bud. I'd write inside of that my name, my address, my phone number, all the contact information they needed. And then in bullet point format, I would write down what they bought. You bought this much benefit for this many years, this, these, these bells and whistles, and this is the monthly premium, and I would circle it. And I would tell Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Smith, this is, what, uh, this, is, this is what you're paying, and this is what you're paying for. Now, there's going to be other insurance agents that are going to come in and tell you that I did a bad deal for you, that I did something wrong for you. And they'll show you a cheaper price, but there's benefits missing, Mrs. Smith. There's things missing because... No insurance company thinks you're going to live to 150. They all think you're going to die about the same time because we use the same tables to determine how long people are going to live. So if this price is off more than a couple of dollars, there's something major wrong. Okay. And so now, Mrs. Smith, when you inevitably have an insurance agent telling you that, what I'd like for you to do is whip this out and tell them, here's what I got. Here's the price. Show me that yours has the same benefits and, and, and a better price. And I said, and if they can do that, then I want you to call me. Call me while they're sitting there in front of you. Don't wait till later. I would like to talk with that agent because listen, we represent a ton of insurance companies. And if he's got a company that's got a better price for the same benefits, I would be a fool not to represent that company and present those products to my clients, right? So let me know if you get something like that. Now, there was a handful of times, by the way, there's a handful of times, I'd say two or three times I had clients actually tear up the applications. And, and trust me, that tore my heart in pieces when they did it because I needed to make the commission. But I'd rather that than later, right? I just go ahead and do it now. Um, and on this, I, I actually had two or three clients actually call me with an insurance agent in their home. And I, this is how it would play out. They'd call up Mr. Fitzgerald. Anytime somebody calls a 23-year-old mister, you know it's something serious. Mr. Fitzgerald, uh, this is Mrs. Smith. Do you remember me? Of course, Mrs. Smith. Absolutely. How are you? Great. Well, I got an insurance agent right here. He's telling me he, you ripped me off and he can get the same benefits at a better price. You told me to call him. So I call you. So, uh, Mr. Fitzgerald, will you mind speaking to Mr. Insurance Agent? I don't mind at all, Mrs. Smith. Happy to talk to him. I'm all sugary sweet with her. He gets on the phone. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I start and that was, I'll just keep it there. That's as R rated as I will get with what I said to this guy. Uh, but I absolutely ripped into him because he's a liar. He's not telling the truth. He's one of those insurance agents that are absolutely making a mockery of our industry. And we have one of the most noble industries out there. 
And this is one of those jokers that's screwing it up for all of us. So I'll just let him know. Tell me, you know, who do you represent? New York life. You don't have anything like this, bro. Let me tell you what you got. You got the opportunity to lose your license because insurance commissioner loves hearing reports about this. They love hearing about insurance agents coming in and replacing business. And it's not a better benefit for the client because they love taking that license away from you. Now, if you'd like to lose your livelihood, keep pressing this. But otherwise, I would recommend you be polite to Mrs. Smith and get the hell out of her house now before I show up. You'd say that fits? Oh, no. I was way more aggressive. I'm keeping it clean for the call. <laughs> Why? Listen, if somebody slaps my kid, I act the same way. I'm a defender. I'm a protector. It's what I do. Uh, and I think it's what all good leaders do. And uh, that's what I would do for Mrs. Smith. And he would hand the phone back to her and she'd say, well, Mr. Fitzgerald, I don't know what you said to that gentleman, but he's kind of crying and packing his stuff up and leaving. Well, Mrs. Smith, unfortunately, you ran across one of those insurance agents that's inevitably going to lose their license because they do business the wrong way. I just reminded him of that. It's no big deal. Okay. Next in running the appointment, plant seeds for future sales. Fitz, if you're taking this long on a second touch, how long are the other five going to take? They're much quicker. Don't worry about it. Running the appointment is a big deal. Plant seeds for future sales. Listen, you're there for the main thing. If they asked you to come to their home and you're talking to them and accidental death is what they need and what they're asking for, you're going to lose it all together if you're trying to sell an, a tax-free retirement plan. Because you hear about it on this call and you're like, I need to sell a tax-free retirement plan. No, you don't. You need to keep the main thing the main thing. This is not a one-night stand. It is a first date. You are building a relationship with this person. You will know them for years. You can help them over time. You're constantly either planting seeds, watering seeds, or harvesting seeds. But, but you're somewhere always in that process. And in the first appointment, you're planting seeds for future sales. If you see kids running around, you say, hey, do you have anything put in place for them? No, I don't. Okay, great. Well, I'm just going to make a note right now. We're not going to, we're not going to, worry about that right now. We'll deal with that later. Uh, you're finding out they had a job two years ago. They're at a new job now. Well, uh, what happened to that old 401k? Oh, it's still over there. Okay. Well, you know what? We can actually help you with that. I'll make a note right here. We're not going to do it today, but we'll be back in touch with that. Uh, hey, let me ask you, you guys are in your forties. Do you guys, do your parents have anything in place in case, you know, they die, you know, like in case they die, they're going to, do they have anything in place to cover the funeral costs, to cover the expenses for when they die? No. Okay. Well, listen, I'm just making notes. I'm here to serve you. We're not going to try to do all this today, but over time, I'm certainly going to help you with all these things as best I can. So you're planting those seeds. You'll hear more about planting those kind of seeds on the DCC. Uh, I'm not going to belabor that too much. And then give them proper expectations for communication. Proper expectations for communication. You let them know that you're going to be in touch with them and then you be in touch with them. Okay. So what I would tell them at the end of the appointment is, and back in those days, the, the basic term policy I was selling was getting issued in two to three days. I told them two to three weeks. <laughs> I just exaggerated, setting the expectation that it wasn't going to happen today, right? But it's going to take some time. And then when it happens, nobody ever is upset if you finish a conference call early or a meeting early. Nobody's ever upset if they get their policy sooner than they expected. But if it's longer than expected, then they have a problem, okay? So give proper expectations for communications. Uh, what I would tell them is Mrs. Jones, or Mrs. Smith, I will call you once a week, every week until this policy is issued. And then I will call you to help you uh, help install that policy with you. Just set that expectation and then call them. Okay. That, that's getting into the next touches. Okay. These touches are going to speed up now. 
Number three, call to update your client on the progress of the application. So I just made it a point every Friday morning, I called through my uh, applications that were pending. I called through them with, I called the clients and just gave them an update of where that case was in the process. And, and you don't have to get them on the phone and you can leave just a very short 30 second voicemail, but I don't want to text this. I want to call them. They're reassured by hearing my voice. They just gave me a check. They just gave me all their personal health information. They just gave me their social security number. They just gave me the authority to, to draft their account for 360 months. Call them. <laughs> It reassures them, gives them peace. So I call them up. Hey, Mrs. Smith, this is Fitz, uh, your life insurance agent. I was just there uh, a few days ago. Listen, yeah, your application is doing great. They're waiting on the motor vehicle report to come in. That is standard. It is not unusual. I just wanted you to know that's where we're at. Click. You don't need to, to belabor the point. Touch four, call to install the policy. Now, the policy is going to be approved and be sent directly to them. Uh, and, and if you're in good relationship with the insurance companies, you can find out when that is and uh, when they should be getting it. Call them up and set a time to go see them. Or if you did it virtually, meet with them virtually to go through the policy. What are you doing when you go through the policy? You're showing them that, that, that first page. Here's a summary of what you bought. Then here's a whole bunch of legal definitions. And then here's a copy of the application. That's the basics of how a life insurance policy is, 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 uh, is laid out. You don't need to spend a ton of time with them on this. You can just, you're just there for five minutes to install the policy. But, but then you go install the policy and you're presenting the additional sale. Well, Mrs. Jones, here's how the, 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 uh, the policy is laid out. Yada, yada, yada. By the way, when I was here last time, we talked about your parents or we talked about your 401k. You just, you're just kind of coming back into it again. There's a lot of times you're going to make a sale when you're there to install the policy. It will happen a lot. And the more sales you're making in a home, the more likely it is none of them will drop off, increasing your persistency. Okay. Number six, 30-day checkup. At 30 days, I'd call them up. Hey, Mrs. Smith, this is Fitz. 30 days into your policy, everything's still going well? Of course it's going well. They haven't died, right? They're still alive. And so everything's still going great. Great. The draft happened fine. Everything's good there. Yes. Great. Perfect. Hey, by the way, did you get a chance to look at those numbers I showed you for the 401k rollover? Moving that into a safer account. You bring it back up again. Keep in touch letter or text. You hear a lot of leaders sending out these postcards or letters or a text campaign or email, uh, any of those things. It's that's step this touch seven. You're just sending that out. How often do I send that out? Fits monthly, weekly, by by daily, whatever you. <laughs> monthly is good. It's not overbearing. It's just keeping you in front of them because you know what? They're going to be at work tomorrow. Somebody's going to say, "Hey, I need some life insurance." I got a guy. Here's the letter he just sent me. Here's the car they just sent me, right? Now you're going to start getting business that way. That's the seven touches. But wait, there's more. Eight touch. You send the letter out. You send the keep in touch letter out. Now you're also following it up with a phone call. A week later, hey, Mrs. Jones, did you get my letter last week? Just want to make sure you got it. We've been having some issues with addresses. Sometimes they get changed. Anyway, uh, just want to just make sure you got it. See if you had any questions about it. Number nine, 60-day checkup. Number 10, 10 the 90-day checkup. Number 11, swing by the house. Fitz, you would just swing by your clients' houses? Yeah, I, I ended up being in often in the same neighborhoods over and over and over again over the years. And so I say, man, I got a client that lives right there. Nowadays, you got the geofencing stuff on your apps, and you can put in your apps into the your, your clients into Google Maps, and they can it'll tell you when you're pulling by their house and all that sort of, I didn't have that in my day. I just had to go on memory basically, but I would swing by their house like a friend would. 
Hey, Mrs. Jones, good to see you. I was just in the neighborhood taking care of another client. Just want to say hi. No big deal. By the way, I have the numbers for your kids. If you want to see them, you want to go in. I, I don't have them now, but I can, I can, let's book a time for tomorrow. I'll be back here tomorrow. Show those, show you how to plan for college for your kids. Whatever. Just give me examples. Number 12, birthday and holiday greetings. I would send out cards for people who don't celebrate the same holidays I do. Uh, I've got friends that don't celebrate holidays, but I still send them like uh, I got a buddy that doesn't doesn't recognize birthdays. But I tell him, hey, this many years and nine months ago, I'm so grateful your parents got it on. And um, and he's like, oh, come on, man. Every year. Yeah, every year, because I'm grateful that you're alive. I know you don't celebrate it, but I'm grateful you're alive anyway. Um, Number 13, annual reviews. It goes on and on and on. It's just about continually staying in touch. This process is going to help you put more business in place, keep it in place, reduce the amount of time and uh, in personal production and increase the number of referrals. Look, I always finish with my contact information. I'm here. If you need me, uh, I'm always available. Uh, well, not always, but you reach out. I'm here. I'm not your only source of support, but I am a source of support. Hope that helped. Can I help you? I sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's T-I-M-E-W-I-T-H-F-I-T-Z.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic and pick a time and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you soon.